Hello and welcome to Watch What Crappens, a podcast about all that crap on Bravo that we love to watch and talk about. I'm Ben Mandelker. Joining me today, not in handcuffs, and someone who's certainly not a little girl, it's Ronnie Karam. Hi, Ronnie. Well, hello, Ben. Big girl here. Big girl. Big girl alert. Big non-criminal girl alert. You are in the highest level of heaven to me, Ronnie. That's what I got to say. You're not outer darkness, okay? Keep me in the outer banks. Keep me out of that outer banks. You're not outer darkness. You're inner darkness, which is what I am also, which is that it's kept inside. Yeah, Um, inner darkness, outer cookies. That's what I always say. Oh my God, we have, this is one of those days. This is one of those days where I love what we do, Ronnie. Like, I'm so, so excited to talk Salt Lake City right now. Um, it's, yeah, this we're is a very special episode. Yeah, yeah, this is a very special episode. And so we're doing this on a Sunday night. So God knows what you're going to get. You know what I have inside of me? Fried things. Okay, that's all. <laughs> Fried things and like my third, my third like big gulp sized coffee. Of the day. So. I've got bagel in me and I've got um I have I have bagel and eggs in me. <laughs> it's not not as funny. <laughs> it's like not as fun of a joke. Like, oh yeah, you got fried things, I got bagel and egg. Um <laughs> but uh but okay, so we're we're gonna be recapping Salt Lake City. It was a big episode, although apparently according to Andy Cohen, next week is supposed to be even bigger and better. But um before we dive into that, just a quick reminder. First of all, tomorrow night uh whatever we don't get to on this show you know we're going to talk about on take a seat if you're listening to this on monday it's going to be tonight monday night um take a seat is going to be it's on every week at 10 o'clock on the east coast seven o'clock on the west coast that's on the spotify green room app just um just google it and you can find it it's a free it's a whole the whole thing is free follow at ben mandelker follow at ronnie Karam. you'll be notified when we go live um, if you have a Spotify account, even easier for you, but you don't have to have one. And uh, we're going to talk. We're going to probably talk about this and who knows what else, but for sure we're talking about this. Um, and you guys get to talk too, which is cool. And of course, the other thing that we have to promote is, well, we don't have to, but that we get to promote is that we are going on tour next year. Um, we've been talking a lot about the fact that our very first show back is going to be our 10-year birthday show and also the Golden Crappies. And also the first time the Golden Crappies have been in New York City. The reason why I'm mentioning it right now is because um, the theater, I think, is about 75 to 80% sold out. I just looked at the map. There's really not a lot of tickets left. So if that's something that you are considering going to, definitely get your ticket. This is, I'm not trying to like hype it or anything. I'm just trying to let you know, like, if you're on the fence, you should really act soon because they may sell, it may sell out. It probably will sell out. So um, go to watchcrappers.com to get tickets. <sighs> that's everything, guys. I'm so I'm so amped, Ronnie, right now. I'm like, <laughs> I can't you really are. To talk about this. I mean, wow, that was an exciting 
opening of announcements. You were very into it. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited as well. And, you know, this is my favorite kind of episode because something, you know, the arrest and everything happens. It's like the big arrest episode. But that's really not why the episode is big because that doesn't happen until the end. Yeah. It's just a really long episode full of absolute ridiculous that only this show is delivering right now because it's it's so fake in the way that it's like a community theater version of the housewives which we've said a lot but they're they're really trying to do all these housewives things and have all these fights and it's obviously planned and scripted but it's just so hilarious it's still so hilarious listen i love community theater too okay (laughs) community Community theater theater brought me to you my little (laughs) darlings you know what this episode was so great and and the last 10 or 15 minutes with the jen shaw getting arrested was absolutely amazing but i think it's really important that people don't overlook the fact that like everything before that was amazing it was like an amazing episode on its own and i'm actually a little concerned that we're not going to pay attention to the to the craziness beforehand i mean leading up to jen shaw being arrested you had (laughs) you had like a fight that like climaxed with with you know like oh well you got to be careful of mary because people think she's got the will of god in her and (laughs) you got to be careful about that it's like what What? how is this an episode and then jen shaw gets arrested and then like her getting arrested was like it was so exciting because we knew what was going to happen but we knew that like the women in that van didn't know yet. So watching them just sort of like chatter, have this like idle chatter while like SWAT teams are surrounding them. And they like, like, oh yeah, well, you know, I've got some, I got some snacks. You want some snacks? I got some. No, I don't need any snacks. That's okay. And there's like Homeland Security out the windows. It's like, oh my God, we did not deserve this. Oh my God. And the people escaping Mormonism. I mean, every storyline yes. today is something you just, you just don't see on the other shows, you know? And so I love it. I think it's really fun. Um, let's. Oh, also we have to make an announcement now. I was hoping you would do this because you oh, usually love the dead. You usually like to marinate in the dead people. At the oh well, I was gonna wait, Ronnie. <laughs> I was gonna wait till it came up. But no, let's get it out of the way. No, well, I like to marinate in the dead people. How dare you? I like to marinate. You I like know. to. Res- I like to give my respects to those who have passed in the Bravo community. That's all. You I'm, love to start a, a show. You love to start a show in a really fun, upbeat way and then go, wait, 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 I forgot something. (laughs) Guys, there's been a death. Jiggy has died. I do love a hairpin turn like that. It's so dramatic. Okay, Ronnie, Um, tell everyone. So last week we were going off on this Cameron guy. Well, not going off on him, but going off about him in the show. The guy who came to the event and kind of tattletailed, but not really on Mary. And I was yelling, you're a terrible housewife. You can't come in here with half your information. And um, I felt really bad because then, of course, we stopped recording. And the first thing I see on Twitter is, oh, my God, you guys, did you see that? That guy, Cameron, Cameron passed away. And I was like, great. Well, I just called him a <laughs> shitty housewife. So I know. That I was, feel great about that. Feel all, yeah, great. all week long, people are like, by the way, did you hear that Cameron died? <laughs> hey, that guy you made fun of, you hear that he died? He died Oof. not so long after. Sorry, well, Cameron. Yeah, I don't know how he died. One person said it was brain cancer. Some people say, oh, we don't know. I don't know, but he he did pass away. So Yeah, it's kind of mysterious, actually, because the uh, stories are saying that it wasn't announced what he passed from. But yeah, different rumors. So anyway, RIP, Benny, sorry about that. Yeah, maybe he, well, either way, very sad, very sad. Um, 
And that's today's episode, guys. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> See, that's what happened. I can bring it it's back. Like, okay, no. well, thanks. <laughs> no, no, I I appreciated you being like the the death announcer this time. I don't like being Sayer. the I don't like being the Grim Reaper every single time. You know, like, <laughs> and then you make me feel bad about it every time. You always go Ben. So now I can. Now you know how it feels, Ronnie. When you feel like I even hate talking about it at funerals. My papa died last year, and we were at his funeral. And uh, my sister's like, what are you, at a cocktail party? Because I'm like, ah, hi, everybody. <laughs> like, I just don't. I have a thing about it. Because once I start getting sad, then it's just all morose Yeah. for then you know, just the rest of the week. Bernadette Peters for the rest of the evening, right? Yes. Not an eagle's my. Well, that's Patty Lapone <laughs> singing a Bernadette Peters song. Anyway, How let's get into I? it. Okay. So... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> like what happened to you, Mabel? Careful the words you say. Ronnie will listen. <laughs> so, um, okay. So previously on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, stuff happened. The reason why I mention this is because I've realized that I love the Salt Lake City previously music. Did you know? Have you picked up on their salt, the previously music? There's like a nice little bop that they play. Like not when they're being dramatic, but just like when Jen Shaw's shopping. It's like, dude. Do, 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 do. It's, I'm really into it. So first of all, thank you, Salt Lake City, for giving me another tune. As long as you've taken away my yeah, 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 I'm glad you've replaced <laughs> it with a new song. I actually have a soundtrack that I'm making for Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I love the music so much. You want to hear some? Yeah. That was, I couldn't tell if you were singing live or if you'd already recorded your voice, but it sounded nice. No, matter what. no, I did not record my voice. Okay, I'm not getting that sad where I'm just sitting here recording my own covers. <laughs> Ronnie's like, just... Ronnie's like, Ronnie's like, oh my God, Salt Lake City is like community theater. Anyway, let me sing along to this music I recorded off the TV. Hey, I admitted I am community theater, okay? <laughs> I love it. But by the way, those, I actually also noted in my mind that when those when those when those songs play it i was like the music on this show is so good <laughs> it's so good yeah Even i sing when they're along doing to their it every time <laughs> stuff it's still so good <laughs> oh you just wait there's more so okay previously, so i uh, will so, send jesus after you that's that's my first note jesus has been sent. will and yeah. also previously, Jen Shaw, they have this quote from Jen Shaw. I'm so tired of trusting people and being screwed over, which is hilarious given what she's arrested for and what she's done to people. Yeah, no kidding. Imagine how all the 80 year olds feel out there who think that they're the next eBay. You <laughs> asshole. Oh, uh, yeah. So then the show opens up and I wrote down mournful haws because it's like Jen playing basketball with Omar and the music's like, Oh, it's like the music's like sad for Omar. Like, we're sorry, Omar, that you have to spend your afternoon with I your know. mom right now. The director of this show is like, listen, Trixie, here's what I need. I need some possibly emotional abuse Oz. <laughs> All right. Can you just do that? Go in there, feel emotionally abused and left by your mother and give me those Oz. She's like, God damn it. You know, I fifth cigarette that. in. 
<laughs> oh. And then Jen, so they're playing basketball, and Jen's like, you know, you know, mommy was on the basketball team in seventh grade and eighth grade and ninth grade. And then she throws like not even an air ball. It's like literally she's playing a different game. I'm like, wow, you really do lie all the time, Jen. You've never been play you've never played basketball before. And I really did feel so sorry for the son because he just seems to both dislike her and also be terrified of her, which, you know, is similar to the audience, I guess. Yeah. But um, she's like, you know, I was on the basketball team, right? And he's like, yes. In seventh, eighth, and ninth? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, and I just felt bad for him. She's like, oh, my God, I threw that ball and broke a nail. <laughs> so then we go over to Whitney and Justin's house. Hey, baby, don't you think it's time to move the pole from the middle of the living room? He's like, uh, where would we move it? Back to the bedroom. Uh, well, this seems like this is the focus. This is the point of focus for everyone in the house having it here, including our kids, which is probably the problem. Is it, though? I mean, you're basically teaching your kids to have a damn job. And I would say in 2021, that's doing a pretty damn fine job as a parent, sir. So then he jumps on the pole, which nobody needs, and they spin down. They're getting the rock music. They're getting the, yeah, which I guess Trixie was on break for because there are no Oz in it. Yeah. It was... And um, he's like, that might be the first time I've been on the pole sober. And she's like, ha, 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 ha. It was, I don't know how to really describe visually what was going on in this moment. The two of them like dual polling together. It was just sort of like if you dipped your Q-tip in a honey jar and then just like pulled it out. I don't know. Kind of like slow and viscous and twirling. And I don't know. But it was I, I just feel like this whole stripper pole thing. They've really been trying to sell it to the point where they've moved it into their living room. And now they've realized it's just really not going to take off as a personality trait. So it's time to move it somewhere else. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, baby, sweetheart, gorgeous heart, baby, Kate, Crispo, Taco, Angel. Come here. Come here, my little gordita. What game are you playing? Hey, Henry. What game Henry. are you playing, Henry? Henry, what are you playing? He's like, ugh, whatever it is, you're about to ruin it, mom. Okay, I want to play it. So Henry's playing like Ocul with an Oculus or some sort of VR thing. So Lisa puts it on, which I really could have watched this the whole hour. Just Lisa doing virtual reality. She's like, oh, oh my God. I love that. I love that too. Oh no, zombies. I love that zombie. Hi, zombie. Hi, zombie. Hi, zombies. Hi, zombies. Hey, Meredith. Come talk to the zombie. Just Hi. for some random non-information that I know nothing about. When Give it a I, try. When I throw an event, all the zombies come to it. That's just how it is. Hi, zombies. <laughs> I'm not going to kill you. What cracked me up is that he's he's in this VR headset and he says, I'm a monkey. And she's let me try. So she puts it on and immediately starts flapping her arms like a bird. Like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, I love Hi, monkeys. monkey. I have the perfect pairing with that banana. Feed a tequila, monkey. Come back, monkey. Come back. Maybe it's Wizard of Oz. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm She's melting. Like, I'm melting. <laughs> this is like the patty of a Wendy's Jr. Much harder than it looks, okay? This is like a workout, Henry. Also, I have to talk about this. Um... No one cares but me, I'm sure. But I think Lisa Barlow is lying about never exercising, which is the weirdest lie ever, right? Like, who lies about that? Who's like, I hate exercise. Because she's wearing a crop top and she has full-on abs. And you yeah. don't just get those. 
You know, I mean, that's like, like I a, don't care what anybody says. Like, uh, I love that really, really intense hot take. That, of course, she's lying about it, Ronnie. Of course, of course, she's she does. Oh, she really? Out. Of course, she's working out. Of oh, course. I thought I thought that everybody believed it because I see people online like, oh my god, how does she look like that and not work? But then who lies about it? Just just so they can say they're effortless. I think so. I think there's there. I mean, maybe she's just naturally skinny. She could be, but oh, gosh, I don't know how you eat all that fast food unless she only has like one meal a day. No, I think she's sorry. Just I didn't a mean liar. to really shade I mean, your. I didn't mean to shade your hot take. I really shaded it's it. Okay. I'm sorry. No, it's totally okay because it's confusing and it causes emotions. I get it because <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, why would somebody lie about not working out when they clearly have abs? Like you don't just roll out of bed and get abs. I mean, okay? this is a woman who potentially could have lied about catering. So, like, you never know. You never know with Lisa <laughs> Barlow, which is why it's I It's one small kind of step from catering to lying about working out. <laughs> I mean, the lies on this show are so great because they really cover the whole range. Like, lying about working out, lying about catering, lying about having being part of a federal case <laughs> across many states involving fraud, lying about um, having a cult. You know, like, really everything is covered here. Yeah. So then we go to Mary's and she's putting on some crazy purple she's, scarf that matches her crazy purple hat. And she's like, really? Well, it's good for a phone call. I'm going to call Whitney and I'm going to make it short. Okay, I know you're going to pick it up, Whitney. I mean, I know you're going to pick it up, Whitney. I know you're going to pick it up, Whitney. Mary has decided to become the chair. And you know what I mean when I say the chair? I'm talking about the chair in everyone's bedroom that clothes just wind up on. <laughs> like, that's what she's just doing to herself. She's like, why put stuff on the chair? But you can be the chair. And she's just like stacking purple things on her head and on her shoulders. And what's funny Robert here. Robert Sr. is just putting his foot on her forehead to tie his shoes. She's like, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> He just throws a pair of underwear onto her head. <laughs> so um, she uh, so she calls Whitney. Now, I thought at this point in the episode, this was just like a funny comic bit because she's trying to call Whitney and Whitney's not answering. And she's trying to call and Whitney's not answering. I did not realize this was actually going to become a pivotal plot point for the next hour. Oh, it's going to ruin their friendship forever. This one <laughs> yeah. plot line, which this is so moment. funny. So she's uh, calling everybody um, to invite them to Italian oh, cooking, gla- cooking glass. The only which cuisine is really in Salt weird. Lake. <laughs> the only what? The only cuisine in Salt Lake. Italian. Truly. Yeah. That's all they eat here. And everybody's a fake Italian. I'm not believing one of these fucking Italians with their, hello, uh, and welcome to Veneto's cooking class. Uh. And I swear, this chef has been on the past two episodes in different restaurants. I swear to God, and I was too lazy to look it up. But, like, even they even recognized him when they walked in, like, oh, hi, Giuseppe. I was like, this guy, (laughs) forget about, forget about um, Aubrey and Mark. Giuseppe is the one. Marco. (laughs) Giuseppe is the one you got to keep an eye out for. (laughs) That's the one you need to make side plots with. Okay. (laughs) Nobody cares about Aubrey and Marco and his South Park seat. Aubrey so, was not delicate with her role. She did. She failed her test. Okay, but she really he's did. Up to it. She failed. Well, she really did. She's like, "Hi, everybody. Welcome. I hope you like your fish tacos." Can I cannot believe what that lady is doing to you. It's horrible. <laughs> I mean, how could she do this to you when you're so busy not working out? <laughs> 
So Mary is saying, she's telling Meredith, I'm going to send you invitations and you're going to have different styles of Italian street fashion. And I want you to present yourself in that. So you can, uh, you can uh, come in, in that. And Meredith is just in bed like, all right. And she tells us, you know, mo- uh, I'm not really sure what Italian street wear is supposed to be. Um... And Mary says that she chose it because most of the time, Italian streetwear is simple and chic. And most of the time with these girls, <laughs> I have no clue what they're wearing. Yeah, she goes, for some reason, they think that they're bringing it. And they're not bringing it. Not for me. And then we see like Whitney with those jeans that had like the lace cutouts. And then Jen, those short shorts. And Meredith with her mask. And I have to say, I was cracking up. I was like, these women do dress. They are absolutely bonkers. They are so out of their minds on this show. And I'm like, sometimes you just need a good montage to to really, really remind you of that. Yeah. And meanwhile, she's doing this while she's wearing a neon green sweater <laughs> with like a cutout beneath the throat and puff sleeves so <laughs> so then she calls um uh she calls she's calling everyone she calls heather and heather's like oh my god i'm getting a call from an ikea poang this is so amazing uh, no i'm not a chair it's me it's mary oh hi mary i didn't recognize you there for a second <laughs> and uh heather asks if she's going to be inviting angie or jenny and she's like mm, no i don't i don't like jenny you know i think that being yelled at is a sign of disrespect it's a sign of disrespect. Didn't Mary start that fight? Although Jenny um, was kind of crazy too. That was like a multi-audition day. That was that was that, like a chorus line for Housewives. Yeah, that was just like a weird like that that fight was sort of a, the the vibe of that fight. I would call um, my dad getting impatient waiting for a table at a restaurant. It wasn't really like anything <laughs> major. Just like a little bit of a parental meltdown. Like, where is this table? Where's this table gonna be ready? Um, it was basically just like Mary and Lisa talking it out and Jenny just wanted to get to tubing, you know? Yeah. So um, then Mary tries Whitney and she's like, no, Whitney, I'm not going to keep trying to call you, sweetheart. <clears throat> that I'm not going to do. So then Mary ends by trying to do a Rinna and chopping her pillows. But then she's like very sympathetic to the pillows. She goes, hi, yeah. Oh, sorry. 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 She's like apologizing to the pillow for being too abusive. <laughs> Here comes one right now. Welcome to Park City. Let's have another tune. Park City. Park, Park City. Mm. Park City. Hope it's Italian. (laughs) So we go over to Meredith's house and, um, you know, house full of gays as usual <laughs> Meredith's, Meredith's house every time we're there now is just gays wandering around sometimes they're doing your hair sometimes they've got racks of clothes in there and they're going yes I love that she's basically Sharon Glass from like Queer as Folk or something so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so is that her name Sharon Glass whatever uh huh so uh, sure Mer- Cagney so, or Lacey not sure which one but she's her. one of them in an but, Annie wig yeah never forget so um meredith is getting like a man she's like hired a mani petty uh nail technician to come and she's like oh i'm so excited i desperately need a manicure and a pedicure so then jenny shows up um and uh the dog jumps up on her i don't know why i decided to write that down i was like because the the way she did it the dog jumped on her like hi 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 you know how dogs do and she just looked at the dog and she looked at meredith like hello are you gonna get your dog off of me like she didn't touch the dog she just looked at her like your dog is jumping on me now 
<laughs> and Meredith like doesn't even react. She's like, hi, you know, because you know Meredith is like, we've seen actually that Meredith is re- is very passive at home. Truth truth be told, like her kids sort of call the shots and Seth call the shots, so she's very passive. So Jenny's just saying how she's been so busy lately and she needs some time away from the kids and Dewey and talk of sister wives and surrogates and everything. And um, Meredith goes, well, I've been working like a lot. Like I've, you know, gone to my store and I planned a trip to Vale next week and I was supposed to go with my family and I rented this house, but now my family can't come. And so now I have this if I have this house in Vail, and I thought we can get a group together, you know, from Tuesday to Thursday. And uh, there never really was a discussion either way on which days it would be, but I thought I'd spearhead the conversation. Meredith really is taking the long way in every conversation she has. Like, everything she's saying is like, I need a pedicure. You know, I have been dying to have a pedicure. I have these things on my feet. They're chals. They're all different <laughs> sizes. I'm not sure what to do with the little one as opposed to do with the big one. Here I am. And then there's like a random gay flying behind her answering the door like, hey, welcome, come in. Dogs barking. I, I don't just say you got a house and Vale, you want to come? <laughs> it's like, well, the funny thing happened. I was looking at an atlas, and I discovered there's an entire state called Colorado, and I thought, Colorado, I wonder if they have a town named after something you wear on your wedding day, and sure <laughs> enough, there's Vale spelled differently, but that was sort of cool, so I went with it. I was actually looking for veils, which is kind of funny. And there was a hotel on one. I thought, why not try it? <laughs> so um, Jenny is like way too excited. She's like, oh my God, it's me. Are we having fun? But she's not really doing anything, but she yeah. talks like that through the whole scene. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely so. still in like audition phase to be on the show. Yeah, so Meredith is like, well, we gotta talk about invites, and, and I'm, Lisa's coming for sure, and she says, is Jen gonna come, and have you talked to Jen, and she's like, not since, God, what was that, tubing, <laughs> you know, a guy goes out there, and he drills a hole in ice, which is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. Have you noticed that every activity we've done as a group outside involves holes, whether it's tubes or fishing in a lake? It's kind of weird, huh? So I'm not ready for that conversation, Mother. And we're not talking about you, Brooks. And go back upstairs. I saw her vagina. No, you did not, Brooks. Go upstairs. It's not your seat. We never had a conversation either way about what body part anyone even saw in the first place. (laughs) I don't even know don't what a just assume, is. Don't just assume what holes Brooks seen. He's a toddler. He's, right. he's a little boy who saw a hole, and you assumed it was a you assumed it was a vagina, but it, that could have very well been a nostril or an anus. I don't know, but it's not up for us to say for that sweet little child to tell us once he spits out that pacifier. <laughs> So Meredith is like, well, I mean, it looks like you made up with Jen, right? And Jenny's like, well, she didn't. Or are they talking about Jen or Mary? No, Jenny. They're talking about Jenny. Is Jenny has not talked to Mary either since today. Okay, okay. Thank you. So Jenny's like, well, she didn't apologize for attacking me. And nobody's going to tell me what to do or to say. Okay, that irks me even more because I was going through a lot that day. 
Well, I think that was Mary. She's not a trusting soul, okay? She's a very guarded human being. And if there's confusion, her mind will often go to the worst. I'm not saying that she's been through a lot, but she is married to her grandfather. So, you know. (laughs) We gotta give a little leeway there, (laughs) all right? The woman has to walk into every single bathroom with a handicap rail and those little rubber mats in the shower so no one slips and falls. That's kind of a break, right? (laughs) So uh, Meredith says that basically if she can live in a house with Jen for a few days, Mary and Jenny can definitely manage. And she says, I just think that you guys didn't get off on the best foot. She takes time. That's just how she's wired. Also, she might be just legitimately crazy, and she's just kind of a fascination for us, so just take her for what she is, which is just a very strange, odd person we've been paired with. (laughs) Right. So then we go to Veneto Italian Restaurant, and we get all these close-ups. I just have to say that like when the scene wraps up we see coming up we're gonna party Woo! hey is that homeland security i was like oh my god that is like the best cheese i've ever seen <laughs> so veneto and we get all these close-ups of the inside of the italian restaurant and one is of a sword and i was like what are these people saying about their italian heritage like what are the stories in the olive gardens in fucking park city or wherever they are yeah, and this is like, so we, this is, you know, I don't know why we're not just going back over and over again to Cucina Toscana, because that's they, like, they were like the season one, you know, you know, darling of the Italian restaurant scene. Although actually, no, Walters really was, but Walters was the special occasion, and Cucina Toscana was like your everyday, you know, kind of Italian. But now they're going to all these different Italian places, and this one was definitely the coldest and most sterile. Like, they're just these big, white walls and it was echoey and um we have heather uh and her daughter ashley and they they sit down with what turns out to be heather's niece caroline and her husband dean who are like you know 20 something like 24 or 25 and at first i thought this was gonna be like okay this could be like some sort of generic scene but i actually wound up really enjoying it yeah, so the waiter comes over, the same guy we see in every single scene, I swear to God. And he's like, <laughs> welcome, we have season tasting menu. Seven courses that we pair with wine. And they're all like, oh my God, awkward. Ooh. Wine? wine? <laughs> Heather's like, I've never ordered wine in front of Ashley before. Also, Heather's dressed literally like Tootsie. <laughs> like, I was like, damn. I mean, like, I thought you had left the Mormon church. She is like, I-, I guess she probably is like, oh, I'm with my niece. Like, what if she says she's Mormon again? I should probably, like, cover up. Yeah. So she's like, I'm sorry, but we only drink warm wine alone in our closets. <laughs> but thanks. <laughs> so she tells us that Caroline is the golden middle daughter and she's a perfect Mormon. And her husband, Dean, and her have decided that being Mormon really isn't for them. So um, he puts from, oh, so then yeah. the waiter comes The waiter, back. this is so ridiculous. What was this? The this waiter is over pops, the top. Does he. Does he, he sabered the, the prosecco. He sabered it, so that's why we saw the sword, right? Yeah. So he sabers the prosecco, but then it was a broken top. He didn't. No, get, it, I mean, it was it, broken. It it always is broken, but like, Ew. but it's also like, yeah, yeah. You got to saber correctly so you don't get the glass shards in there. But like, sabering is so over the top. But I feel like you saber at like some British, like 
or you're at like some sort of royal event, some like really like you're in your like tails or something. I don't know. Like it's at like some sort of, or you're also a little bit outside maybe because it's messy, but like sabering also like a bottle of Prosecco as, but like, I also feel like you reserve it for like champagne, you know, not to like snub our beautiful, you know, Italian bubblies, but still, I mean, like, I just felt like, Prosecco is kind of like, you know, like when you don't want to spend all the money Look, on champagne, you go for Prosecco. <laughs> you know, listen, when you're going to savor like shit this, like this that. La Menarca Prosecco. <laughs> when you're going to savor something like that, you need to be in a place with medical care because you're going to have internal bleeding. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. That's not right. Okay. Don't don't you remember Tom Sandoval uh, sabering on Vanderpump Rules at one point? And I won't drink that. I will not drink it. <laughs> the point is this. It was like a very ostentatious, over-the-top moment for a bottle of Prosecco at this, like, <laughs> antiseptic Italian restaurant with, I'm sure, yeah, lovely I, food. I prefer to put things in my body that kill me slowly, okay? I don't want to just bleed to death at a wedding. So um, they're drinking this dangerous glass drink, and <laughs> Heather's like, let's toast to going to hell. And Caroline's like, oh, yeah, outer darkness. Am I right? So then Heather explains to us, well, there's different levels to hells, okay? So there's outer darkness. That's the lower floor of hell. You have celestial, which is the top. Okay, Joseph Smith went there. It's like top level, okay? Yeah. Bodyguard, not sure yet. He's probably standing right out. Our great, 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 great grandfather Shadrach is probably standing right outside celestial, actually, <laughs> Um, and, then she, and then she goes, terrestrial, those are like your Lisa Barlow's, people who just like, you know, they, they couldn't quite make it. They were just people who weren't valiant in their faith, which I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> just like, like, just love, like <laughs> the, the, the wannabes, the wannabes at Celestial, Lisa Barlow's. And then it goes down Well, she to, does own a liquor company. She's like, wow, that's true. You know what I love about being Mormon? Selling tequila. I love that. You know what? You know, here's what here's what Mormons believe. Just do whatever you want. Like, uh, actually, no, not really. But have yeah. fun with that. You know, it is a good it is a good audience for some closet drinking, I guess. And then she's like, and then you got Telestial, which is like your serial killers, your borderline murderers. You know, and they put up a picture of Jeffrey Dahmer and Telestial. And then she goes, and then Outer Darkness, and they put up they put up Heather Gay. They have Heather Gay below Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> 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 she's like yeah you know like me we know the gospel we know all the covenants and we've all chosen to walk away so you know i would have to ask jeffrey dahmer to get me to his degree of heaven <laughs> or his degree of hell rather outer darkness that is such a shady name no pun intended for like people who are just like just the lowest rung of mormonism they're just in some sort of outer darkness <laughs> just out there like can't even be seen so heather is like so when was the first time you guys drank and it was about two months ago and dean's like oh god caroline was so nervous about that she's like yeah i mean the effect that it would have on me i mean i didn't know so the first thing we picked up was vodka i'm like well they basically did you know like the high school version right like that i guess that's what you just do like you don't they didn't start with they, they should have gone to like a bar and had some lovely craft cocktail right but instead they did what basically i remember the first time i had vodka in high school i went to my friend's house <laughs> and um they poured me like a shot and like i did the shot and i dribbled it all that all down my chin and 
God. My friend's dad was a gynecologist, and then they were like, we're going to put on some porn, because my, my dad's got like videos of vaginas. They put in this video, and it was just like fallopian tubes. And I was like, this is my experience <laughs> drinking. F- <laughs> drinking. <laughs> it was literally like... It was like traveling in outer space. It was like this slow moving camera going down a fallopian tube. And it was like, I just did my first shot and I'm watching. And we thought it was going to be porn. I did, I did not expect that. <laughs> so I wonder if it was like that for Caroline and Dean. <laughs> wow. Um yeah. Please tell me you didn't all jerk off because that's <laughs> no, no, no. That did not. <laughs> that did not happen. And obviously, it probably would not have done much for me anyway. But, uh, um... <laughs> well, all of us, you know, most of us who didn't grow up Mormon, you know, most of us who drank up with drinking families. Well, me. Why don't I just say me? I won't drag everybody else into it. But our first drink was whatever the fuck that was was in the liquor cabinet and guess what it was everything so we didn't yeah. really know my friend monica came over when my parents were out of town and we just took our big gulp cups much like today yep. and just poured whatever all together and just got slammered i remember pouring myself so i mean the first time i got drunk was actually at um, a friend's house and it was just off of beer and that was okay with that because i had tasted beer before so that was fine the time at my other, the fallopian tube night was the first time I had tried hard liquor. And then it was like not long after that, that it, same thing. I was like, ooh, let's raid the liquor cabinet. And I poured myself a glass of vermouth and I took like, <laughs> which I didn't, <laughs> I didn't quite realize. I didn't know about vermouth. And so I took like, a, I took a drink and I was like, and I like mm-hmm. poured the rest of it out. So they're talking about how. It's gross, basically. Just the vodka was <laughs> gross. They were not. They went. They approached it the way we did as high schoolers, and they they did not have a guide, right? So she's like, "So was that your first openly defiant thing? Because you sent me a text saying you're having a faith crisis, and I threw my phone across the room. I couldn't even look at the phone. I mean, what is happening with you, Caroline? Oh, Caroline, or what's the name of the musical? Um, change. Yeah." <laughs> Caroline or change. That would have been a good joke (laughs) if I'd remember the name. So, um, yeah. So basically, Caroline and Dean had doubts about Mormonism. Like, he had some doubts. And then she was like, no. But then during lockdown, they were just stuck in their their apartment with their doubts. And then they clearly had like a two-act play. You know, like a You know, they definitely had a play. living room drama. Right, a living room drama. (laughs) It seems very new because Caroline's like, no, I mean, I had no doubt about Mormonism. No doubt. Wait, I just need to center band. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I did it and I'm fine. No doubt. I did it again. I I had no doubt, but then but then Dean came home. Dean decided that we should watch this Meryl Streep movie, and as it turns out, it was called Doubt. And well, that really shook me on so many different levels. And I realized I decided I needed to start examining some things. But Viola Davis, wow, wow, she can snot act. <laughs> she really can. So she then can. Um, Heather's like, well, baby steps, <laughs> doubt baby steps, guys. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they talk about their lockdown, and then. Caroline's like, well, you know, Dean was the first one to have doubts. And when he first said he was uncomfortable with our doctrine, you know, I really didn't get it. And Dean's like, yeah, but like this prophet, I mean, why didn't he help us in COVID? Like, I couldn't wipe my butt. Like, what kind of prophet doesn't help you wipe your butt? And 
Like, why were we so late with blacks in the priesthood? Like, I love that you went from, like, <laughs> why isn't God solving COVID to, like, every other humongous issue, you know? Yeah. And why was it so late on gay rights? So, um, you know, basically, and Caroline thought that the church was going to catch up. It was just, oh, they're just taking a while. But then she was like, but if we're the, if we're the true church, shouldn't we be leading social change? So they realized that maybe Mormonism wasn't a fit for them anymore. And um, and Heather tells us about how when she was a good Mormon, she felt a lot of moral superiority. And um, <laughs> then she tells this great story about how um, when her sister-in-law got married, she didn't get married at the Mormon temple. And, and the sister-in-law wanted them all to wear all the bridesmaids to wear spaghetti strap dresses. But she couldn't do that because she had her temple garments and they would be showing with a dress. So she was so mad because she didn't want that experience, didn't want that moment. So she had a huge fit. And so it, it culminated, as I think all fights should culminate, with someone making her a custom bolero jacket <laughs> so she could participate. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and she's like, I mean, there's eight bridesmaids, and then there's Heather Gay. And I never really realized till now that Heather's last name is a sin. Yeah. Well, this was all kind of bound to happen, you know? Yeah. So she's like, yeah, I had some moral superiority, and I did it in a bolero jacket. <laughs> I love that she wore this, like, bolero jacket of shame <laughs> at, a at a wedding. Commercials. Here comes one right now. So Ashley's like, well, you know, I didn't think about it until you mentioned it. But like when I stopped going to church, like I felt so much happier. I'm never going back. <laughs> so I'm really glad you guys are out now because like now I can like still have a family that loves me for me, which is so sad. And then Dean's like, yeah, you know, because growing up in our family, like the people that left, I mean, they were like second class citizens. I mean, we saw them, but they were distant. Like they had colors in their hair. <laughs> They, like, didn't wear bolero jackets when they were swimming. So then Heather, <laughs> Heather's like, yeah, she tells us that she still really looked down on people who left the faith or who weren't Mormon. And that, um, because her sister married outside the temple, that she probably didn't give her sister a wedding gift. And if she did, it was probably a picture of the temple saying, hopefully you'll get there someday. <laughs> Which is so, it's so bitchy. And I love it. I actually, I actually wish she still were Mormon just so we could get those moments on the show. Yeah, just the bitchy moments. Like, get her a, <laughs> got her one of those funny quote dish towels for a wedding that says, "Enjoy your outer darkness, you heathen." Well, it's like the time a lady at Dunkin' Donuts, the day before Easter, saw me eating a donut and said, "Don't worry, you can repent for it tomorrow in church." I was like, "Bitch, you're here too." <laughs> <laughs> so and then, I'm Jewish. Um, God. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, so then we go to Jen and Stu in a park on the side of the road. This is one of Jen's final scenes talking about what a good fucking person she is. Oh, I mean, guys, <laughs> Jen is just a saint, okay? And if you don't believe it, watch this scene ten times. This The producers are so shady. But they, you know, this scene probably happened like months prior. They're like, no, let's save it for the episode where she gets arrested. They're so shady putting this scene in on this episode. So it's her and Stu going snowshoeing. And um, she's talking about how she just really needs to spend quality time with people that she loves, which is Stu. And apparently Stu has children and they're going back to school. That was a shock to me. I was not expecting that at all. Were you? 
Um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from. I Stu, didn't think. Really. I thought he was just like a single guy. Uh, no, I don't oh, know. we never I'm had that conversation, Ronnie. Uh, I'm not saying whether I thought he was gay or straight, but there definitely wasn't a conversation, and I definitely in the lack of conversation space may have assumed certain things about him, but there never was a conversation, so... Bam. Yeah, I'm not really sure because he has frosted tips, which aren't really, like, modern gay, but, like, I don't know how Utah works, so it's very hard for me to tell who's gay and who's not gay, so, whatever. I I just, at the very least, I didn't think he had a family. You tell me when you're gay. Okay, how about that? Yeah. Huh? At the very least, I didn't think he had a family. Yeah, yeah, because he's with Jen all the time. Uh, yeah. And she's a monster. So it's like having kids, but like hanging out with a person that's under their bed every night. It's like, don't worry, honey. Go to sleep. Everything's going to be fine. I work with her. So, so uh, um, she also kids. keeps saying therapist over and over in this scene. This is like her big scene to prove to everybody that she's really trying. Because she's like, yeah, you know what, Stu? We're making new new memories together. My therapist told me to do this. Make new memories, they said. You know, thanks for coming out here with me. Because I've been talking to my therapist lately. You know, <laughs> she said make new memories. My therapist. Oh, my God. Did you see how you just put on your snowshoe? That was hilarious. New memory of writing my therapist <laughs> right now. And then she just like looks around and goes, this is so pretty out here. And then they do this like slow pan of the wide open mountains. And I was like, this is intentional. This is to highlight the freedom, like open space, freedom being like unconfined. I swear to God, I think that was an intentional sort of like reference to, to which direction this episode is heading for Jen. Yeah, so she's like, well, we should bring the kids here, Stu. You know, I envy what you have with your kids every day because I've sacrificed that with my kids to build all these companies. And you know why I did it? I did it for the employees. And if I didn't sacrifice that, a lot of families wouldn't even be eating right now. <laughs> oh, I'm like okay. Robin Hood. <laughs> I steal from the poor and give to the people who have money that was taken from other poor people. That's what I do. I steal from the poor and I make websites that never do anything for the poor. You know, it's like Robin Hood with more interest behind it. Okay, Stu? <laughs> so um, uh, she's like, despite my best intentions for my kids, I was always pulled elsewhere for my business. and But now I've been making a point to be there for Omar and I'm seeing the results of that. Omar and I are getting closer and he's coming to me before going to coach. And that's one of the wonderful things that I will now have with Omar because I definitely will be at home a lot more and not living in some other place where I'll have limited access to Omar. Yeah. I just hope I can get him a big house. Like, mm. so <laughs> I want to get him a like, pen. So she's like, thank you for sticking with me, Stu, through the good and the bad. My therapist said, you know, do you realize the sacrifices that you've made to take care of you, your family, and Stu's family? I did this all for you and your family, Stu. You're not going to flip on me, right, Stu? <laughs> I know. He goes, I've seen that, and I know you'll always be there, and I'll always be there for you. Which is hilarious because you know they're turning on each other in court. Like, like we know we've seen this play out. We've seen a lot of David E. Kelly shows. Okay, yeah. And she says that Stu is more than a business partner. He's been with me at my lowest points, and he's very loyal. And he has those intangible qualities that you just can't teach people. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> This is going to turn so sour so quickly. Yeah. Oh, man. And then um, she just says, let's just, I just want to be the best version of me that I absolutely can be. Now let's go racing. 
Like, oh, this is this is this is the the last glimmers of their friendship happening right here. I mean, the last line of this scene was, "I'll give you a head start. Go." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It was it was in in many ways it was a nothing scene, but like it was so poetic. It was on everything. So many yes, levels. It was, it was absolutely scene. amazing. Like just again, like the the foreshadowing, just like playing up this idea of like the wide open spaces knowing that she might be going to jail oh my god so now she's just done everything for other people it's just perfect so then we get some rock drum ah ahs yeah it's like do you have it queued up or no no i don't have that i just have like a random a random uh track cut together um, so this is the now we go to the Park City Culinary Institute, which you know is like the cool place in town because it's written in italics. Yeah, they got a funky font. Okay, they may be an institution, doesn't mean they need serif. Okay, this is a funky <laughs> sans serif font in italics because this is where Lori comes to play. That's right, Lori is our like uh, liaison to the Park City Culinary Institute. She's like, hi, I'm Lori. Hi, Mary. How's it going? Welcome, welcome. So excited to have you guys. She is. And Mary's like, did you get everything together? She goes, um, yes, Mary. The team works so hard and everyone's name is on their napkins in Italian. It's their names in Italian. And then we just see like Heather, Whitney, Lisa. <laughs> well, it says Maria. Well, we see Maria because Maria's Mary and Erica because Erica is Heather. And it goes Whitney equals Whitney. <laughs> universal. A universal lady. So then Mary starts doing that thing she does where she just walks around pretending everything's wrong. She goes, I wonder if I could move these glasses. And she's like, okay, we can do that, Mary. Mary, I've got an idea. You want to move some glasses? Let's do it, Mary. <laughs> so they do. And then Mary goes, um, uh, the forks are here, and the knife is supposed to be out here. So, you know what? It's unfortunate when you know. Because, I mean, no one else knows. You know? Lori's just now doing that thing where she's smiling, blinking quickly, and just being like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not, gonna not smile right now because I'm on TV, but you're never coming back, bitch. So I then, know. I wrote, Lori smiles through clenched teeth. Like mm-hmm. like three teeth cracked during that moment right there. You're so Mary- going to walk into a culinary institute and tell them how to set a table. Like, <laughs> they don't know where the knife goes. <laughs> and Mary goes, well, they are a new school. A new, a new like a new school, new school. Because they have italics, okay? So uh, Mary's like, she's like, I just like things to be right. Especially if you know better. Do better. Put the knife right. Don't like like you don't know. Put the knife right. <laughs> yeah. So then... Um, so then a, a a Vespa rides up and Stu's driving and and Jen shows up uh, with an Italian flag cape thing and she's wearing like a red beret and red pants. She's doing a whole kind of Italian motif with her fashion. Right. Um, so then she comes in and Mary's like, Ciao, Bella. Ciao. You represent Italian. Italian. Yeah. And so Mary's saying that she got a 2009 Dom Perignon and she's like, um, I mean, don't say what happened that year, because I was in Champagne, and by the time we got to 2009, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and and then Giuseppe shows up, who I swear to God we saw last week, and like his whole thing is he goes, he's like, oh, bellissima, oh, bellissima. And so then he comes up, and then Meredith, Meredith arrives dressed like Catwoman, sort of. She's just sort of like in black leather, but she has a big 
she has a backless blazer. She's wearing like a leather jacket that has a back, a big back cutout. So then she has to also wear, she's also wearing a, like a turtleneck or something under it, but that, that also has to have a back cutout because what's the point of having a cutout if there's like a layer of cloth below the cutout? So she has to do like a, it's Double weird. Cut yeah, out, and they're like not a, lined up, you know. So it was sort right, of like she has like a back cut out with a dicky with a. It's a it, lot going on with it. It looked like a Mastercard logo a little bit, you know, <laughs> like a Venn diagram <laughs> of cutouts. Uh, so she tells us, "Well, I haven't seen Mary since I had this conversation with Cameron at an event, and I definitely feel uneasy about that." situation so how i'm gonna broach that is something i haven't really fingered they're like okay wrap it up mary wrap it up <laughs> and mary's like uh, would you like some champagne sure thank you and so then meredith was it meredith or was it mary starts going bolognese i think it was mary who starts saying bolognese over and over again yeah but, mary's like we're cooking the bolognese sauce bolognese sauce with the pasta and she's saying all these words, but like kind of incorrectly, right? And Jen's like, oh my God, Mary, please, I, I'll donate to your church if you stop trying to speak Italian. Because she has like, Italian, she's been to Italiano and she's Italiano and her clothes are Italiano, whatever. Yeah, and Mary's like, Jen actually supported the Italian flag uh, with what she's wearing. And Meredith goes, now that's going Italian, that's for sure. <laughs> It cracks up at and Mary goes, joke. oh my God, Meredith, Mary goes, oh my God, Meredith, your earrings, they're so Italiano. And she goes, <laughs> they're just normal earrings. <laughs> <laughs> they're just two like meatball subs. So, <laughs> so Mary is like, um, so Mary tells us that Winnie didn't pick up the phone. So as punishment, Mary gave her different instructions on how to wear. She told, she told Whitney to come dressed as mafia streetwear. And um, <laughs> Meredith goes, what does that have to do with her not answering the phone? <laughs> Mary goes, well, I called her four times and she didn't answer. So I sent her a different invitation with different attire. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, she didn't even call me back. So, I mean, it's like the day before the event. So, I mean, yeah, you need punishment for that. I mean, show respect. At first, I was going to make her come in a monkey outfit or something. <laughs> And I thought that would be mean. Yeah, it probably also wouldn't have worked. <laughs> yeah, I think the moment that she got into the car and like, and Heather was sitting in there not dressed like a monkey, she would have been like, hold on a second, let me just change. So speaking of which, Heather goes and picks up Whitney. And Heather is like, uh, she's like, you know, says, Mary has a weird history of assigning us dress codes for her events. I mean, for the Met Gala, it was an over-the-top attire for a luncheon at noon. And for her cooking class, it's Italian streetwear. I don't even know what Italian streetwear is. I mean, I'm picturing something between Dolce & Gabbana and Scarface. Although, that's Cuban. So, I don't know. It's out of darkness. <clears throat> I didn't even know there was an assignment for clothes until yesterday at 3 p.m. And I thought it would be a joke. Look at this text. <laughs> <laughs> she's <laughs> she's made a, like a brochure card with examples of what she wants you to wear. Now she said it was mafia, but this is just all like hot pants and crop tops. <laughs> it's just like from the spirit of Halloween website. It was so. It was like it's like, it's like make... a lady in a bra and a pirate eye. You know. Yeah. And when he's like, she's setting me up. You're all gonna be in amazing designer clothes, and I'm gonna show up in. 
costume. And then it cuts to Whitney and she has this whole new, um, uh, like a confessional look. It, it sort of looked like Ellen Green cosplay. And she's like, clearly Mary wanted, <laughs> right? <laughs> clearly Mary wanted me to arrive today dressed as a slutty mafia girl. She even sent me images and they're wearing bras and thongs and lingerie and thigh high, thigh high tights with garters. And I could, I could whip this up pretty quickly. I have all the stuff because I have a stripper pole. Anyone? Uh-huh. Anyone? But to a cooking <clears throat> class on a Saturday afternoon, this is a little too far, even for me, someone who has a stripper pole. <laughs> Anyone? I mean, it was pretty funny that Mary's big prank is to make Whitney dress like herself. I know. And that's not even that's not even shade, but like Whitney loves to dress like that. And if I looked that like that, I would be dressing like that too. But Whitney's all offended. She's like, Why is she doing this to me? And Heather's like, Oh, it's just to be funny. Okay. Like maybe it's not funny, but she's trying to be funny. She's like, It's not that funny. So they arrive and Mary is so mad when she sees Heather. She's like, Where's the mafia costume? I mean, it was supposed to be a joke, and you skipped right over the joke and you went right to the point. So that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I mean, you skipped the I, joke and went right to the point. I know. Mary is actually now <laughs> making herself the victim because Whitney did not give enough respect to the prank that was being played on her. And the funny thing right. is that Whitney kind of did ultimately dress a little mafia wifey. She did, yeah. <laughs> Just like she it was did. more like realistic mafia wifey. She so, went out and, well, it wasn't mafia wife's like she went out and got like a suit, like a pinstripe suit and stuff. Well, it was like so, it was some um, sort of yeah, it was like a it was something like I could imagine. I could imagine like Carmela Soprano wearing that, you know, in 2021, you know. So uh, Mary's like, next time, pick up the phone. And you didn't like you didn't call me back, nor did you text me. So it's OK. You just you skip my joke. You skip my joke. You skip my joke. So she's like actively angry at Whitney because Whitney figured out that Mary was trying to humiliate her. And now Mary is acting like she's the one who got hurt by this because it's like, <laughs> right. yes, I was trying to humiliate you, but also I did make a request of you and you didn't honor my request. So you, that showed that you don't respect when I ask you to do something, even if it was to humiliate you, <laughs> which is yeah. so fun. She's like, it is. She's like, I tried really hard though, Mary. She goes, you didn't call me back, nor did you text me. She's like, but Mary, I was driving carpool. You skipped my joke. <laughs> You skip my joke. <laughs> so then Lisa Barlow shows up and she's wearing a red fedora, some sort of red top, and then Louis Vuitton pants. So it's some bizarre thing. She's hi, mafia gangsters. Hi. Wait, is this real? Or am I on Baby Gorgeous's virtual reality set again? Are you guys zombies? Zombie gangsters? Hi. <laughs> Um, so Jen's like, this is the first time I'm seeing Lisa since she since finding out she didn't invite me to the Fresh Wolf event. I feel awkward, but she should feel awkward, not me. <laughs> Lisa Barlow never feels awkward. That's one thing that I've come to realize. She just even <laughs> she just smiles. Her, she, Hi, that she just does that until people just give up. Yeah. So Heather. They all get a special gift from Mary, and it's the apron. You know, she, she gives them all an apron. It's very Real Housewives of Dallas pizza party, everybody. They all get their own apron Ooh, with their nice name callback. on it. Yeah, and but, but they're Heather's in Louis like, Vuitton Oh, my bags. God. Yeah, she's like, oh, my God. I didn't even know that Louis Vuitton made aprons. And Mary's like, um, I didn't get them Louis Vuitton aprons. Jesus. Like, why would I do that? They don't even cook. yeah she's like what the hell but she did go and get when i say louis vuitton bags not louis vuitton bags they're just like p 
paper bags from the store, like if you went and bought a tchotchke. <laughs> so right. she went and, and so they got just the believe bags. What, yeah, <laughs> they just believe whatever. So it comes in an apple bag. Heather's like <laughs> trying to swipe through her apron. Like, wait, where's the home screen on this? Heather's using FaceTime on her apron. She's like, why does it recognize my face? Hey. Wait, this, hold this, on. My apron's telling me I need to breathe. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is the first time I've had an AirPod in my life. Where's the USB charger? <laughs> Just plugging it into the wall. Oh, so Heather's like, well, I guess this is an Erica-inspired style. And Lisa's like, oh my god, is your name Erica in Italian? <laughs> and yeah, so apparently Heather is Erica in Italian. Um, so then someone says, like, ask something about Jenny. So then we go to Jenny. Jenny's at home. I felt bad for Jenny because this was kind of a major scene and she was cut out of it. But um, Jenny is at home uh, and, like, her kid comes in. She's in the kitchen. And her kid's like, hey, mom, what are you up to? She goes, I'm making yogurt. They're like, cool. So, like, the kids are, like, so excited to make yogurt <laughs> right now, which is really cute. Um, and... Uh, like nothing we've seen on Bravo, like high yogurt enthusiasm. Um, and the one kid is like talent free in the kitchen, I guess, because he's not getting to do anything. He's like, why don't I get to do anything? She's like, you can be in charge of handing out the Clorox wipes. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so then we go back to the dinner and um, Jen's like, oh my God, of course, Lisa's going to act like everything's fine because this is what she does. And clearly she doesn't want to get into it with Jen Shaw. If I squirt tomato in her eyes because I'm a professional, that's not on me. Oh, I have to say, I'm a lucky teacher today. Look at me. Bellissima, bellissima. Time to make serious. We're going to make a pasta. Bellissima, bellissima. Hold on a second. I got the phone call. I got to take it in the back room. Hold on one second. Yeah, it's me. It's Ron. Yeah, yeah, I'm just doing some cooking class with some dumb bitches. Yeah. Okay, I'll call you later. Ah, bellissima! Where were we? Exactly. So he was doing the, you you put your pile of flour on the table, and then you make the little hole in it. And Lisa's like, like a volcano? I've never done this before. I've totally never done this. Oh my god, I love volcanoes. I love volcanoes so much. We're going to call the brand Fresh Volcano. But then we thought it might not work so well in different parts of the world. I love volcanoes. We went on a volcano trip in college, and I always heard you're supposed to sacrifice a virgin, so I tried to push Heather in. But, you know what? It didn't really work, so... Sometimes I get confused between Fresh Wolf and volcanoes, which is why people think I'm so weird when I say my favorite movie is Joe versus the Fresh Wolf. They don't get it. So Mary's like, so if you beat this too fast, doesn't it make it tough? And Heather's like, good question, Mary. And Whitney laughs. She's like, ha ha, I have a stripper pole in my living room. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I didn't make my volcano big enough. And I'm overflowing. I have a tight volcano. And I know that sounds like innuendo. But the truth is, we never had a conversation one way or another what I mean by volcano. And honestly, I think it's rather mature inferences on your part when we're in the company of a small baby baby innocent child okay 
Roxy taught me how to make pasta. You mix it together, you put it in the trash can, and while that cooks, you blend up some broccoli and coconut water. <laughs> Brooks makes a wonderful challah, and if you slice it real thin, you can make challah pasta, but it takes a very long time to julienne all those pieces of challah. So they sit down and... Uh, eat their first course and heather's like are you gonna bless the food mary and she's like um you do it so heather's like dear god thank you for all this food this is amazing thank you for having us all together um thank you for showing me the light because god those long underwear really did hurt although thank you for inspiring the ladies to make me that bolero jacket still wear it <laughs> um amen and mary's like um and bless the hands that prepared the food she's like oh right bless the hands yeah, that, that too i Love Barada. Can I just say that? I love Barada. Hi, Barada. Can I touch? Can I touch the Barada? Can I touch the... Lisa, get your hands out of the Caprese. Oh, so Mary says, thank you all for showing up for me. And Heather's like, well, I mean, I mean, all the details, you know, it just means so much. I I just, I hope I don't get spoiled. She goes, well, I care about you. That's why it's so detailed. She goes, I know. I feel it. I'm like, really? Because she put a different name on your apron. <laughs> Erica. <laughs> so Mary goes, I'd like to point out, I asked you on the phone, that, that, and that was the importance of the phone call, come with your name in Italy. And Whitney goes, well, I actually think I know the answer, even though I missed your call because I was driving. My first name in Italy is Whit- Whit- Whitney. And it's like, and Mary, Mary's like, you were driving for 45 minutes? I was doing carpool what uh, what kind of carpool uh, what uh, what kind of what kind of she when he's like from pick up from school to soccer she goes soccer to the next day to the next day you do it to the next day yeah so she's like wait if she's driving carpool like for 24 hours i mean is it forever because she was driving carpool forever and that's what bugs me that's what bugs me eternal carpool (laughs) (laughs) that's the next level that's a little bit above heather gay but below jeffrey dahmer eternal carpool (laughs) yeah so they get food served to them and um jen's like so how was the kids event lisa and she says oh actually it turned out really great and jen's like so it was for foster kids right she's no no it was for my kids company fresh you might have heard of that, Fresh Moth. And Whitney, see, Whitney is such an instigator. She goes, I'm sorry I had to miss. I'm sorry that I was not able to take you up on the kind invitation that you sent to me and I couldn't go. I'm sorry I had to miss. I was doing carpool. <laughs> so then we get a <laughs> and the waiter's like, how was everything? Uh-huh, Bella, Bella, Bellissima, Bella, Bella, Bellissima. You love he just comes out. He just comes out juggling tiramisu. He's like, oh, <laughs> He's just he and Lori are at the side table eating spaghetti, and then they kiss by accident because they're on the same <laughs> strand of pasta. <laughs> um. So Mary's like, well, I'm never invited, and I've gotten used to it, Lisa. And Jen says, well, I wasn't invited either, so it's okay, Mary. And we get a a boom. <laughs> Well, you know what? There's going to be a lot more events. Some will have boom chairs and four tops. It'd be so great. And it wasn't supposed to hurt anyone's feelings. It was about my kids. And it was about being a mother and having kids and loving Barada. And you know what? It wasn't to hurt anyone's feelings. And Mary goes, what do you mean? 
Your feelings are hurt? She goes, no, my feelings aren't hurt. I'm just saying there's like going to be lots more events. And Jen says, but my feelings are hurt, though. She goes, but you know what? Jack put together the gas last, and it was his event. Okay, Henry was also putting together the ha- the fr- the uh, the guest list, but unfortunately, he got stuck in a pile of bananas and couldn't find his way out. It was really traumatizing. <laughs> I was very scared on Zombos. So Heather's like, I think it's really weird and hilarious that Lisa keeps using her as her defense that Jack and Henry made the guest list. She goes, "What did Je- what did Jen do to Jack and Henry keep her off the guest list? And what did you do to get on?" <laughs> It is so funny that Lisa is basically just deflecting to those kids. Like, as if Lisa had no power in the situation. As if Lisa right. wasn't saying, like, oh, maybe I should invite Jen because, you know, this is this cause is important to her. Right. Nope. She was just inviting Whitney so she could have Whitney set up Mary so she didn't have any blood on her hands, right? <laughs> so then Lisa's like, well, you know what? It's just a small group that talk about together. <laughs> and Jen's like, but I was there with you and we were discussing the product. And then in person, you know, like, I'm not going to announce his name, but the person that she gave gifts to and Whitney, I want to talk to you about that in a minute, okay? And Whitney's <laughs> like, wait, what? By the way, I just, sorry, while you were saying that, I just had a, I just was thinking about it like if jack and henry did the invitation list why did they not invite any of their friends <laughs> like it's yeah that's, that's all that's adults. What they're saying it's, oh, all, it's adults. all adults yeah <laughs> sorry so yeah so then so now they so now they're referring jen is bringing up the fact that whitney gave a gift to the guy who um like who jen shaw was yelling at on social media right and whitney's like well, she brought up that situation with me and then asked if i was okay are you okay i know whitney sent him the product uh, yeah, Whitney's like, well, he reached out to me and um, he he told my team, Whitney wants. Saying. Does Whitney want to do a collaboration? Because we would love to. And then they screenshotted it, and then they sent it to me, and I was like, oh no, absolutely not. And then I screenshotted everything he's doing to you online, and then I said, no, if he wants to buy product and promote Iris and Bo, fuck. What were we talking about again? <laughs> this is a really long monologue. Heather's just like try, just like clutching her apron and being like, how do I get a screenshot on this thing? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so Jen's like, thank you for telling me that. Because I misquoted her before. It was Jen, not Whitney. And Lisa goes, yeah, that's good clarification because he posted, thank you, Whitney. And that's all. I was just curious. I was just curious. Just want clarification. But also this guy's so thirsty. It's like he gets True. he does one housewife dress, you know, and then he gets yelled at and then he just calls another housewife. He's like, Do you wanna do promotions? <laughs> So, um, so Whitney's like, Lisa, why you ask her if her feelings are hurt? You are planting a seed from the beginning. No, I wasn't. I don't plant seeds because they grow into plants and I don't eat plants. They're gross. Only in Minecraft, in virtual reality, which is so fun, Henry makes the best buildings in Minecraft. So Whitney goes, but you are planting a bug. No, I did not. Do not accuse me of buying bu- of bearing bugs alive, Whitney. Okay, <laughs> I was checking in with her. You know, I meant it that way, and that was not my intention. Just because there were cicadas doesn't mean I deal with bugs in the ground, okay? So then Whitney says, this is not about me sending free products. This is about Lisa Barlow trying to prove that I'm not a loyal friend to Jen because for whatever reason, she's obsessed with being Jen's number one friend. Uh, hmm. 
I don't know what's going on here, but I have very pointy eyebrows drawn on today, so please let me be the one to say that sometimes people are invited to things, and sometimes they're not invited to things, and sometimes people make a reservation at a restaurant, and sometimes you don't need one, you can just come and sit right down. It's important to check with the hostess, though. <laughs> sometimes you feel like a knot sometimes you don't and truthfully I'm enjoying has nuts but mounds don't you know um, <laughs> by the so, way what, you know you know that this is being used against Meredith the very next time that she does not <laughs> get invited to something and complains it's gonna be like well, right. I don't know why I wasn't invited to that we're close friends and it's gonna cut to her saying sometimes you're invited and sometimes you're not you gotta have the house followed with a, a boom yeah. So Jen's like, well, it's only because she had a conversation with me saying, how do you feel about Whitney sending that product? And then you turn around and invite Whitney. That's it. It just hurt my feelings. Why did you invite me and not Jen? I was extending an olive branch to you. I was extending an olive branch to Whitney. That's all. And this was really small. This was not like a big party. It was just about like 30 people and one person who was formerly in Mary's congregation who said that he, she's the devil. And that's really it. And Heather's like, this is bullshit. And Lisa's like, well, I'm so excited an olive branch. I should have known that she'd just climb up the branch, spin around it like a stripper and embarrass my children. All right. Yeah, this is just another reason to pile on Lisa. Okay. I don't think this group will be happy until I choke on my pasta and die. <laughs> But the joke's on them. I don't eat pasta, okay? Only chicken nuggets from KFC, which are actually really good. Really good. She's so, like, I'm not going to defend my kids, okay? Because I'm proud of my children. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I'm not defending what my kids did. <laughs> I, I'm doing what any good mother would do, not defending what our children do, okay? And Jen goes... And Jen, <laughs> who is the biggest gaslighter on this show, is now getting a taste of her own medicine, and it's so funny. She's like, wait, wait, but that's not the point. The point is, you told me about Whitney, and then you invited her, and that seemed disingenuous to me. She's like, you know what? This event was about my guts, okay? And I'm sorry you feel the need to abuse children. Okay, everybody? <laughs> this was not about Jen. It was not about Lisa. This was not about Meredith. Well, I don't. You know, I never said if it was about me or not. Quiet, it's my turn. It was not about saying anything about my kids. I'm not done talking. I'm done talking about this. And I'm, I'm done. I am done, okay? Oh, good. Wait, hold on a second. Here's my friend, Aubrey. Oh, hi, Aubrey. How are you? Oh my God. Hi, Lisa. I happen to be walking by and I have to say, I'm so glad your event that I was not invited to was great and I have no ill will about not being invited and can't believe anyone who would have ill will. Okay, bye. <laughs> so Jen's like, just say you're sorry then and don't say it was about your kids. And Mary just makes a yikes face. Yeah. And so Lisa goes, okay, John, I know I hurt you and I'm very, very, very sorry that you feel the need to be a child abuser right now. <laughs> and Mary, Mary's like, okay, everyone put their glasses up. We're doing a cheers. Okay. Hear me. I want to salute listening and accepting. 
So this tit-tat can be gone. This tit-tat can be gone, okay, guys? Oh, in retrospect, because I forgot about this toast. In retrospect, it is so rich that Mary makes this toast. So then Heather's Heather's like, well, we're all about to go on a trip together, so let's enjoy. We're all going on a trip, all of us, and none of us are going to a different destination than Vale, right? So then, so then they're all like, it's all nice and everything. And then Lisa, then Lisa turns, Lisa turns to, to Meredith and says, by the way, thank you for inviting Jenny. I think everyone's going to love having her on the trip, which was kind of a dig at Mary, I believe, because Mary did not invite Jenny to this thing. This, yeah. This and so. Class. Right. So Heather's like, um, you need to worry about Mary because Jenny, you know, Jerry come Jenny comes after Mary a little bit. And Mary goes, Um, I do my own observant. So I'll do my own observant station and then I'll just see. Okay. Yeah, she says, I don't like Jenny because she gossips and starts trouble and then says things and like goes behind your back and says things. And like she's a lot like Lisa and I don't want two Lisa Barlows in my life. One's enough. Okay. So then um, at this point, we should also mention they're drinking a lot. And I think that's important to notice because it's never really articulated. But as this scene unfolds, it's clear to, it was clear to me. Was it clear to you? I'm assuming it was clear to you because you always pick up on this, that Whitney was wasted, right? Whitney was so drunk at this point and Meredith too, right? I don't know. Usually I'm not really a drunk detector. I'm a drug detector. Oh, I, I got like big drunky slurry vibes from them all so now yeah i'm more i'm more like drug detector because i'm trying to see who i should try and take to the bathroom later (laughs) so so now you know when lisa says oh hey meredith thanks for bring inviting jenny and mary's like i'm like not someone to jenny jen shaw says i got your i got your back mary m cosby i got your back and mary is like so you're telling me don't worry about her coming and so they're trying to have this conversation and whitney's like okay so so listen, so she goes, I got your back, Mary Ann Cosby. And Mary goes, no, 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 baby. And Whitney's oh. like, but Jen, Jen says that she has your back. And she goes, um, I want to know how you feel, Jen. And she's like, Jen has your back. This is what I'm hearing, that Jen has your back, Mary. And she goes, oh, hold on, Whitney. Just, just hold on. Hold on, Whitney. <laughs> and she's like, no, Mary. She's like, I don't need you to explain to me, Whitney. Okay, I don't need you to explain it to me. She's like, she goes, but you didn't hear her. Say it again, Jen. Say it again. <laughs> Hold on. Now let me do my Jen voice. I got your back. See, that was Jen saying it, but my version. And Mary's like, I can't hear her. Okay, you're talking over her. Be quiet for a second. Okay, I don't have a hard time comprehending. Okay. And she goes, you didn't hear her. It's like, this is why I think Whitney was drunk. Because this was a very like drunken thing to be interjecting about repeatedly. Yeah, and she's like, um, I'm trying to listen to Jen. She's like, but I need you to hear what she said. And she's like, do not explain to me, Whitney. Okay, I forgot what you're learning. Which Mary says these things. I'm like, what is she saying? I never understand what the hell she's saying. Mary is so fresh. She's like, don't explain nothing for me. And meanwhile, Heather's just eating tiramisu. She's just like, give me another one. So then she's like, my cousin's on her own right now. So then Jen, uh, Jen's like, Jen tells us, Mary has a problem with Whitney. Like, spin the bottle. Like, whoever the bottle lands on, that's who Mary is. Mary M. Cosby is going after. 
Um, so Whitney's like, Jen was offering you a beautiful moment and people were talking. She goes, I don't need you to help me see that. I don't have a problem seeing, okay? Do you have a problem with me, Jen? Yes or no? And Whitney's like, but you are talking to me like a child. <laughs> this is why I think Whitney's drunk because this is the sort of thing where I think a sober person would just be like, okay, cool. I'm going to like take a step back. But Whitney is like, has that like well, Mary like, is being rude to her, but Mary's Mary being rude, is but being rude, but, Ma- but Whitney's being just not going to let it go, right? Yeah. yeah. So she's like, um, "I'm talking to you for understanding, whatever that means." <laughs> yeah. And trust me, I rewound multiple times on <laughs> most too. of this scene. That's why I keep correcting her because I had to keep rewinding to see what the fuck she was saying. She goes, "I'm t- I'm talking to you for understanding, and if you take it as a child, that's your business." <laughs> and Whitney goes, "But I'm not a child. I am a very smart woman." Just well, I I talk to my son as an adult, and I'm aiming for direction, which is understanding. So I don't do dispute. <laughs> when he goes, what you missed though was Jen actually offered you a very beautiful moment. Why does she keep saying this? Jen offered you a very beautiful moment, but everyone was talking. It's like you were talking, Whitney. You talked over it because I rewound that part too. You like Mary was trying to like they were trying to talk, and you talked over it to clarify. So Mary's like, I don't need you to tell me that. She goes, wait, Mary, take a step back. And Mary's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Now she's telling me what to do. She goes, first of all, I am not a child. I am a very strong woman. Make that clear. <laughs> I have an opinion at this table. But yeah, and Mary goes, you're too insecure. Grow the heck up. She goes, you caught me a little girl. She goes, you are a little girl. That should be a compliment. <laughs> Mary just decides she's going to turn it like not even like a delicate turn. She's just like, I've decided I'm going to make that a compliment now. And then Whitney's like, that is not a compliment. And Heather goes, that's diminutive. She goes, that is diminutive. Okay. That is diminutive. (laughs) She goes, then, then you don't, then you don't. Then you don't Which, by the way, means extremely small. I just looked it up because I was like, wait a minute, what? It's diminutive, not diminutive. (laughs) And it means very small. So Heather's like, yeah, that is very diminutive. (laughs) And then she's like, well, uh, she's like, did Mary say that's then you don't marry? That doesn't make sense. She says, then you don't know Mary. And that's why you didn't call me back. And that's why you didn't call me back for this event. And Whitney yells. <laughs> Whitney stands up and starts yelling. I was carpooling my children. Bring your voice down. Bring your voice down. Don't you yell at me. <laughs> Wrong girl. Wrong girl. Or you don't yell at me. Wrong girl. She goes, don't think you're above anybody else and don't yell at me. She goes, I'm not above anybody. And Mary goes, you can go. Little girl. Well, Whitney goes, she goes, if I answer FaceTime in a car that's irresponsible with other people's children in the backseat. <laughs> it's like now, like fighting over like the ethics of answering a FaceTime <laughs> in the it eternal so carpool. Funny. And so, then the off to commercial music isn't just the dun dun dun. It's dun 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 so then it, so then it comes back and Mary's like bring your voice down you don't yell at me I went you're not hearing me you can go little girl because it kind of like replays it a little bit but like with some more flavor so then Whitney stands up and Mary's like your car's up front did you, did you drive you could leave did you drive you could leave <laughs> now calm down Mary let's get on a side and Whitney's like I don't know why it took this turn Mary Cosby I have had your back more than any woman in this room. Mary, 
I love you, Mary. I love you. Well, act like it. I do act like it. Well, you never show me. No, uh, you never. Show. So Whitney's Mary tells us, whenever I call Whitney, she doesn't answer. It's like I'm not important. Like, I'm irrelevant. Like, she definitely got the bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, a bobblehead? That's a big head. You know, like in the car. Because <laughs> your head is so big that it's just bobbling. I think Mary, oddly enough, has a point here. Like, I would be too if I had someone who just would never answer my call or just didn't write back responsively. But, um, you know. But the- here's the thing. She did call back because Mary's saying she never called back. But then Whitney, but That's then true, at Mary. another time, she says it was 45 minutes. Like, it took you 45 minutes. And then Whitney says that she did call her back. She just didn't call her back right away. Right. So, and it wasn't good enough. So, this whole thing They're is so stupid. They're both kind of being so silly. But then Mary, I just love when. You know, Mary has such a strange way of words and like the bobblehead thing. They're all, it's just all these like gems, these strange gems that come out of her mouth. So then Meredith takes Whitney to the front of the Culinary Institute of Utah or whatever it's called. And she's like, all right, Whitney, come on, let me calm you down here. Look at my back. Doesn't look like one of those things on Family Feud where the families all sit there like a family photo. Yeah, that's a cutout on my back. Okay. Now you calm down now. Okay. Well, tell me what's going on now. Um, so then back at the table, Mary's like, but I called her four times. And Heather's like, but I mean, is that really a greater offense? And she goes, um, hold on, hold on. Can you even hear? Can you even hear? Just, I've heard you four times. And she's like, no, you're not hearing. You're talking with me. You're talking with me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, that seems, that means that you're talking, you're having conversation. <laughs> so Mary's like, all right, Whitney. I need you to take a deep breath. Okay, take a deep breath. Take take a deep breath. And Whitney's like, ah, Mary's so different. And she's like crying and trying to clean her aura thing, but she's like crying through her her little her little thing that she does. Yeah, she's doing her hand rolling thing in the air, going, clearing my aura. But you know, I know. And Meredith is like, well, here's the thing. I know how you speak about Mary to me, and you're very supportive and kind of to Mary. So hopefully I can pass this baton of calling Mary out for being a cult leader on the end. <laughs> all right. I'm just gonna do this as your friend. <laughs> and when he's like, I called her back two hours later and it wasn't good enough. I she didn't answer. She thought I was bad. And then she wrote me a nasty text. And then we see, then when he reads us these texts from Mary, which really kind of like <laughs> rival Tequila Katie's. And she's, these texts are like, you think you're better than me? I can tell you, you're not. I'm better than you. If you have something to say, it's better you say it to my face because you deserve everything Jen did to you. <laughs> which is, of God. course, what you'd expect from a religious leader. And she's like, I'm glad I'm older than you. I look younger than you. I don't need all the fake injections in my face to make my face look like whatever. And I don't need tummy tucks and face implants and breast implants and everything about you is fake. I've never had plastic surgery. Never. I don't need it like you do. (laughs) Like, geez. (laughs) You know, like, you know, this is a spiritual leader. You know, sometimes you gotta, like, give the word of the book to people. Well, this is some Old Testament shit right here, okay? This is this is like before God was like nice, you know? In the Old Testament, he was just like, you need to get your tummy tucked, you fat batch. Like, oh my God, God spoke to me. <laughs> hey, Sarah, you want to have a baby? Look prettier. God. Oh, I, I should say me. <laughs> hey, Abraham, tell your woman to get some Botox already. Am I right? 
hey, I'm turning your wife into a pillar of salt so you can maybe season your shitty food, fatty. Come on. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, so then Whitney tells Mer- uh, uh, Meredith, there's just so much that happened last year, and I was the only person who stood up and took it for her. I was single-handedly Mary's PR team. I'm like, was she? I don't seem to remember that. Right. I mean, she was a good friend no- to her, for sure, but I don't think she was like her PR team. Yeah, and she's like, um, I have been a good friend. I have protected her from rumors, and it is all online. I have gone to her church. I have donated to her church. So why are you going out of your way to hurt me? Ding! Hold on. You have butt implants, stupid, and your ear is gross. That was mean, Mary! <laughs> For her to treat me like this, I'm like, fuck you, Mary Cosby. I have people knocking me down, being like, how can you support, how can you be friends with her? Well, here's a transition that barely makes sense for this moment, but I'm going to do it anyway, because I've been aching to get this storyline going. I had a very um, bizarre conversation, at least as a fan, with a man who used to belong to Mary's church, and I was not prepared for him whatsoever to have this conversation. I had no idea it was going to be happening. It was very cryptic. Do you know a man? His name is Cameron. Something. I don't know. There's a man. I met him. I don't know if it was crypt. It was truth or crimp. I okay. There was a man, and I met him. She's really going the long way. It's like a five minute thing for her to say this. <laughs> so Whitney's like, yeah. Um, I. You know. Oh, you know what. You can say it, Meredith. I don't know if it's you or me, but I can't remember my lines. Yeah, it's me. I drank silver water at the chiropractor once, and interference, it causes... Wait, let me start over. It causes interference. See what I'm saying? Do you know a Cameron? I do. I love her work. I miss her on my TV. Not Cameron Mannheim. I'm saying a man named Cameron. Oh. oh, yes. I love his musicals. Phantom of the Opera is... Nah, not Cameron Macintosh, and I know that <laughs> from Brooksy. All right. Cameron, oh. the guy who has stuff to say about Mary, even though I don't know what it is. Yes, I was surprised he was a born-again Christian. He loves talking about the Virgin Mary. Not her, Cameron. <laughs> I'm talking about Cameron. <laughs> Southern Charm is so good. No. <laughs> All right. You, I love just, Titanic. Talk shit about Mary. I love just Titanic. Talk shit about, talk Not shit about her. Cameron. Just talk shit about her. All right. Just do that. <laughs> just talk shit. So she's shit. like, Whitney takes this long pause. Like, oh my God, I'm mad at Mary, but am I ready to really throw Mary under the Colt bus right now? So she takes a really long pause and she's like... Okay, here we go, basically. So she's like, well, you know that I am very close to her cousin, Joelle, and I started getting very close to Mary, and then Joelle pulled me aside and said, I just need you to know, be careful, never make Mary mad, mad, mad. Is there echoing in here? No, I'm just saying mad a lot, because he really meant it. Mad, mad, mad. Joelle told me three things. Four things, actually. Never make Mary mad. Never feed her after midnight. Don't expose her to light. And whatever you do, don't get her wet. 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 (laughs) She told, Joelle told me, 
listen, if you ever want to talk to Mary, get her a cow as white as milk, a cape as red as blood, the hair as yellow as corn, a slipper as pure as gold. <laughs> well, it's the last midnight. <laughs> better, better wrap this up. <laughs> this recap is never going to fucking the so, way, <laughs> so much. This is why I was like, we got to do it tonight because it's going to be, it's, we got to ride this high. <laughs> this is Looney Tunes. Okay, so she's, uh, Meredith is like, so you think her cousins are afraid because they have a certain level of fear? And she's like, yeah, because they believe she holds the power of God. Her congregation thinks she is God. And I don't think that's a secret. If you look at the walls of the church, her grandma, her painting is in the wall with Jesus. And when they pray in tongues, they're talking to Mary because she's God. And, you know, that's why she feels like she has a past to talk to me in a demeaning way because she knows she holds the spirit of God of God <laughs> of God is it echoing in here? no still me silver water silver oh. water oh god sorry I just saw Mary driving by in a tiny toy Corvette um <laughs> I, so well, let's let's take a moment, okay? Because we're going, uh, we're being bonkers. But let's take a moment to appreciate that, like Whitney and Mary got into a fight about not calling back on a text or whatever, and now like Meredith's consoling Whitney by commiserating over the fact that Mary might be running a cult and that people think she has the will of God on her, and that if if Whitney gets on the wrong side of Mary on this fight about the text messaging and eternal carpool that she might use the will of God that's within her against her. <laughs> right. Yes. And they've been planning this whole thing against Mary to use this information and couldn't find the perfect way to bring it up. But then Mary got mad that Whitney didn't answer her phone call. And that's what leads to this. I mean, yes, you can't, you can't make this shit up. So then back at the table, Jen is behind Mary hugging her. And she's like, oh, my God, you know what? Mary's just hurt. She just needs an I'm sorry. And Mary's like, no, 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 no. I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt, everybody. <laughs> just like, she's like, so Heather's like, okay, what do you need from Whitney to know she's your friend and she does love you? Uh, might I suggest a bolero jacket? <laughs> And Mary's like, show me, because I don't feel secure in her. And so Whitney returns to the table, and Mary's like, <laughs> like she's all mad. So Meredith says, Mary, Whitney, can we have peace? And Mary's like, Meredith, you didn't even get my side. Like, you didn't even get my side. Yeah, but I want peace. Well, I have a side. Yeah, but okay, you know what? I want to know your side. What's your side, Mary? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and, uh, and, and so and Heather, Mer Meredith was like, I mean, sorry, uh, uh, Heather basically Heather. tells Whitney, like, we can't get through to her. So, like, stop, like, stop freaking out. Like, don't worry about it, you know? So, Meredith is like, well, you know what? You know, Mary, she was escalating and walking to the door, and I was trying to create resolve, okay? That was my only goal. And Mary's doing that thing where she's smiling but really angry, and she's like, but what about me, though? Like, what about me? She's well, you weren't receptive to me. You're like, you're like rabbit ears where one's pointing in the wrong direction. No reception, right? So Mary's like... You're like UHF in a windstorm, all right? I was trying to comfort you. She goes, you were? I didn't know that. I didn't... You were? She goes, yeah, I was trying to comfort you. 
and Whitney. And Mary's like, oh my god, I swear, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. And then she hugs Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith gets the hug out of all this. So Lisa's like, what the fuck? When did Meredith become the Mari Whisperer? I love that. Yeah. So Heather's like, oh my god, Mary, there's so much love for you here. She goes, you know, I don't get that. I don't get screamed at. Not by my child? Or not by my husband? I don't get screamed at. And Whitney's like, Mary, do you care about me as she, a friend? She screams at her, basically. That's her response yeah. is to scream at her. <laughs> and Mary's like, uh, I don't think we're friends like that. I really don't. And Whitney's like, I am crushed. I, she, you know what? She thinks that, I, I guess, I think I, she, I was her minion and I won't be her soldier. I won't be, a, the gloves are off then, Mary. And then she like slings back the rest of her wine. Um, so then it's another day and I can't believe this show was still going. I was like, and scene. Like, like that would have been I an needed. amazing this... episode right there. Like, <laughs> and we're yeah. done for the day. But instead it's three days later and, um, you know, we have like Heather, uh, she's got like some of the, some of that bachelor party stuff that Jen brought over last episode and she's talking to Meredith um, about going to Vale, and Meredith's like, well, I went to Aspen for a memorial for my father, and so I was there, and I realized that rather than come back to Utah, I could just get a direct flight to Colorado, and from Colorado, I could probably just drive. Um, can we just wrap this up? I have a dildo headband on, so <laughs> let's just wrap this up. I'll meet you there. <laughs> so then, then we go to, then we go over to Lisa's house, and another thing this show is doing that's cracking me up is they're making the husbands do the obligatory like watching your wife pack scenes, but the yeah. husbands are not even pretending to like be into it. <laughs> like They're complaining the whole time. So Lisa's packing, and John's like, seriously? You're packing more stuff? She goes, yeah! Th- I'm gonna drive there! Like, I need it! You know, Gucci's! Like, do you even care what I'm wearing, John? And goes, I'm just surprised that you would care what my opinion is suddenly. She goes, <laughs> it's rhetorical, John. You're on camera. Oh, Alright. <laughs> it's called being courteous. So then we go over to Jen, and she's in her closet with Marilo, her assistant, and she's packing, and she's like, I'm not sure Vale is quite ready for this. And then Sharif walks in, and he's like, oh my god, oh wow, I stepped into the world of packing, women are so crazy. He always acts like he's walking into the baby center in the hospital where they yes. keep all the newborns. Always. He's like, hi, hi baby, hi, listen, this is the one thing I don't ever help with, the packing. It's just so much. Hi. Hi, Marulo. Wow, are you guys packing? Wow. She's like, yeah, we're going for two days. And he's like, but are you sure you need all this? Am I done here? Can I leave? Okay. Can I, can <laughs> I, I leave? Like, bye. Bye. So now it's the next day. And we're at Beauty Lab and Laser at the parking lot. And um, uh, Heather has ar- arrived first. And she's at the par- there's a party bus. And so now the show gets like very much like real time they're gonna they try to tease out they're really setting the stage we're seeing like every single second of what happens right so heather's there and she facetimes mary and uh she's like i'm ready for veil mary and so mary basically says that she woke up with the worst headache so she's just gonna fly private (laughs) as one does when you have a headache um but and she also won't show herself on the facetime you just see the top of her bed which is also a throne it's hilarious. It's also, she actually has a thrown headboard. <laughs> she does. It's also very reminiscent of when I FaceTime with my parents to help them with their Apple TV. It's like, uh, yes. I'm looking at the ceiling. Dad, <laughs> can you show me the screen? <laughs> 
Um, so then um, Heather's like, well, she's flying private, but that's a cop out because I'd love to be flying private instead of road tripping with Lisa playing license plate alphabet game. <laughs> and uh, so she's like, Mary, I don't care how you get there. Just boat, car, motorcycle. Just get here if you can. <laughs> Alita Mary, Adams is losing can. her mind. She's like, <laughs> yeah. do the lyric. I can get my royalty. <laughs> So then Whitney comes and she's like, weather, I brought a shot ski. <laughs> uh, and then she learns that Mary's not going to be there. So she feels like she dodged a bullet. And then Dewey drops off Jenny. And so Whitney's like assigning seats in the in the party thing. It's just like, you know, getting into a getting into a, a van, right? Like a party bus. Like, And so they're all sort of like settling in and, and then, jenny arrives like with just too much extra because she's so excited she's like here i am can't believe it we're gonna have so much fun girls speak up i can't <laughs> believe we're doing that everyone else is just like sitting there with a magazine and some cheetos <laughs> i know so jen shaw arrives with snacks and she's got her box braids in and everything and she's she's telling them that it took her two hours to do the braids and all that stuff so it just seems like you know it's like everything's fun and here comes lisa barlow hi and they're all getting on board, and there's a producer in there uh, attaching the GoPros to the windows, you know, to, to get all the, sh- the shots and everything. And while the producer is setting up their GoPro, Jen gets a phone call. At which point, like, my heart is, like, racing. Even though we've already seen, like, bits of this in that, like, teaser, I'm so excited, right? So she gets a call, and she's like, hi, baby, wear Beauty Lab and Laser, uh-huh, and go to the house. Oh, okay, hold on one second. Whitney, could you turn this mic off? Turn this mic off. Whitney's like, um, okay. <laughs> so she does, and Jen gets off the bus, and the music's like, like they're slaughtering. They're just slaughtering the choir behind this the is scenes. Also, the same music that plays in my head when Postmates is about to arrive at my place. I'm like watching on the map. So, um, Lisa. So Jen is now in the parking lot. Okay, and she's on the phone, and she's just listening. She's not saying anything. I feel like someone told her, do not say a word. This is what you tell them. Don't say anything right now, because whatever you can say, whatever you say right now could incriminate you. Just give, tell them there's internal bleeding or whatever, right? So Heather comes out of this. Heather's gone to the bathroom. She's in Beauty Lab and Laser, and Heather comes out. And at this point, this is the funniest shit ever to me, Ronnie, because we know that... Um, we know we know that Jen is apprehended, I think, at her home where they pull over the car that she eventually leads. Yeah, in. they pull her over. But the next like few minutes, Jen is trying to get out of there. <laughs> and Heather is like, Oh, honey, you wanna come in and say goodbye to the girls? Why don't you come and say goodbye? Wanna hug? Wanna hug? Heather is like slowing her down, like the cops are closing in. And Heather is just providing so many obstacles. And I was cracking up because all Jen wanted to do was just like escape to freedom and heather heather's just like you want to you want a hug here's a hug i know so jen's like well i have bad news um sharif senior has internal bleeding um he had a doctor's appointment and so now he has internal bleeding and they're gonna do surgery she goes oh my god well before you go one of your braids isn't done just let me just braid this long strand of hair for you okay. hey can i show you this viral video i just saw when i was in the bathroom it's so funny hold on it's about you hold on oh, the service out here and lisa's like well i mean if he's okay you know you can 
catch a flight. And Heather goes, I mean, how can he be okay? Is he okay? She goes, well, I, I don't really know what's going on. Well, you know what? You know what's going to make you feel better? We brought those little baby fish that um, eat the dead skin <laughs> off your feet. So just sit down, take off your boots. We'll give you a nice fish pedicure. Yeah, we have like some pedicures right now. You want to do that, huh? Oh, oh, wait, hold on a second. I want to show you the route that we're going to be taking to Vale. Okay, so stop one. <laughs> He's in a few miles. We're going to go to the bathroom there. Stop two um, is the following. Uh, there is a rest. There's a McDonald's that we can get some Internal bleeding. At. Internal bleeding. I've got to go. Well, you know what you need to do is tell the girls first. So she's like, okay. <laughs> Hi, girls. Um, I got a call from the hospital. Sharif has internal bleeding. And Jenny's like, oh, my God. One thing we really need to do. Finish this coloring book. It's an adult coloring <laughs> book. It's going to make you feel much better. Just take a seat. We're going to be doing the license plate um, alphabet game. And so since you won't be part of it, we're wondering, could you just like preload your guesses? <laughs> so she's like, gotta go. And Whitney says, but you mean like your husband? And Lisa goes, what happened like? <laughs> so Jen tells them he had an appointment and he, they found out he has internal bleeding. He might have surgery. And Lisa's like, can I give you a hug? Can I give you a hug? Like, oh, my God. Like, yes. Um, uh, the bleeding. They say it's getting worse by the second. I really should go. Okay. All right. Let me give you a hug. Now Jenny wants to give you a hug. There you go. All right. I want another one. I want to. Wait, hold on. I got you some fresh wolf. Here, hold on. It's in this bag. Hold on. Okay, some fresh wool. No. Hold on, I think it's in the... You know what? It's it's in the back of the car. Hold on, let me get from the back. Hi, can we get my fresh wool out of the back? She needs it before she goes. No? Oh, Do you have so, the keys? Do you have the keys so, for fresh wool? She needs it before she goes. No? Oh, I have the keys right here. <laughs> so Heather's like, okay, well, just go. I'll be praying to the outer darkness for you. And then Jen's, Jen's aunt's truck pulls up and we know because it says jen's aunt's car <laughs> so she gets in and, and hauls ass out of there and lisa's like should we wait i mean how is she gonna get there this is like the only bus that takes people places i mean this is just you know what this says it's just not awesome okay yeah and they had been saying like well we 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 can cancel the trip for you jen if you want we can stay we can come with you jen we can come you want us to come with you jen we can we don't have to go on this trip so then the jen has left and the producer this <laughs> Woman comes, steps on the bus, goes, um, are you guys being serious about thinking about not going? Just curious, because, like, that kind of changes everything. <laughs> She's so mad yeah. that they're about to cancel the cast trip. Yeah. And uh, they're like, yeah. And Jenny goes, well, I say that we just go. I mean, there's nothing we can do anyway. And Whitney's like, I asked Justin to reach out. He will give us updates. <laughs> and they're basically trying to talk themselves into going, right? right. Like, but feeling okay about going. And then Whitney says again, Justin, we'll find out what is going on. Okay, Whitney. <laughs> okay, we all have massive faith in Justin. Okay. <laughs> so then Lisa's like, but like, if it's not super serious, can she get like, like a private driver? It's a private driver, a driver for money. It'll do what it wants you to do. So Heather's like, so, well, Heather's like, well, one of the Shaw squads will drive. They would want us. She would want us to go. They'd want us because they're all, yeah, like you said, they're all like 
and talking themselves and into Jenny going on goes, I would Jenny goes, I would want you guys to have fun if my husband was dying. And she starts <laughs> laughing. And then outside, we see that they're being swarmed, right? There's like <laughs> there's 12 minutes after Jenna's left, they're still yammering. <laughs> and we see like an FBI guy in the background, just like there. And then Heather's like, well, hopefully Jen will meet us there. I mean, let's think positive. I would think she's coming. <laughs> Lisa goes, I would think she's coming as police officers are now everywhere <laughs> saying yeah she's right but come. they're doing that thing where they're on camera so they're not supposed to be like looking at people walking around outside right so they're like let's just keep talking like we like we're, let's just keep this scene going so they keep going and you hear the producer going um guys they have police here and they have guns <laughs> and so we hear a guy going uh homeland security we're looking for jensha <laughs> the producer's like uh she just left and so then an officer enters the limo so as the officer enters the limo they're still talking and you hear lisa going your hair is so long <laughs> to, she says that to jenny like this is what they're talking about they're totally oblivious to the fact that homeland security yeah. has surrounded them and then when he sees the and guy he goes, goes he hi goes, he- yeah, he goes, hi. And they're all like, hi. <laughs> and Jenny goes, what did you do, Heather? And Heather goes, wait, why are the police here? Wait, NYPT? <laughs> like watching it, like sort of like wash over their faces. It was amazing. Like you were just like waiting for them to realize, oh, it was so good. So one of them is like, well, what car was she driving? What, what, what car? And uh, Whitney's like, is this a prank? Are you going to show me your wiener? Do it. Do it. I have a fiver in my pocket. Where's Ashton Kuchar? And then Lisa's like, what the fuck is going on? And Heather's like, I'm freaking out. Oh, my God. Where's the bolero? I need a bolero. Bolero jacket immediately. <laughs> well, is she with her husband? Is that what you guys said? And Jenny's like, wait, wait. They're asking about Jen, I think. And Heather goes out there. She's like, I'm high. You might remember me. Eighth, bride, eighth bridesmaid with a bolero. It was in the papers. Okay, guys. Um, what's going on here? And they're like, we need Jen. We need Jen. The, the police keep saying, we just have to talk to her to make sure she's okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, so, uh, in case anyone was wondering, if someone you know has to go to the hospital, there will be several police officers in Homeland Security just checking in to make sure you're okay. Making sure you're right. okay. Um, so, Whitney's like, did you see the guns on them? Oh, my God. They do have guns. No, they're arms. They work out a lot. <laughs> and Heather's like, well, she she took her bag and she said to us that her husband had internal bleeding. Is that right? And Lisa's like, something's red. When he goes, she did ask me to turn off her mic. Her mic. <laughs> Her mic. <laughs> oh, it's not about Sharif. It's not about Sharif. So they're like, we just need to talk to her. And Heather tries to do cop jokes in front of the cops and they don't work. She's like, you know, guys, I'm afraid of the popo anyway. But this, I mean. And they just stare at her straight faced. <laughs> Where is Ashton Kutcher? I'm still waiting to see the, the punked part of this. And the producer's like, um, is there anything that we should be concerned about? Police are like, we just want to make sure she's okay. And so they keep saying that. It's so funny. And then Lisa goes, you guys, I'm going to puke. You guys, I'm literally going to. I'm going to puke. I'm going to puke. I don't like this. I don't like this. So uh, she goes, you guys, I'm calling Stu. And Heather goes, um, should I call Jen? Should I like call Jen right now and tell her that they're here? And Lisa goes, I don't think. You should. I don't think so. <laughs> and Whitney finally was like, they're looking for Jen. It's like, yes, Whitney, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the, welcome. Have you noticed the SWAT teams that are surrounded the, the parking lot? And Heather says, guys, what if she's on the run? <laughs> and that's how it, that's could how you it ends. Um, could you imagine how like 
shocking that must have been for them to be like, what the fuck is going on? Like Jen, like Jen leaves. And then a moment later, it's, it's not just like the police came. It's like, it's the feds. It is Homeland Security. This is SWAT teams. Like it, it is, I cannot even imagine. And oh God, you know, the producers were so mad that they let Jen go. Oh man. They missed the money shot of like the cops mm-hmm. coming out and arresting her. Oh God. Man, and she really squirreled out of there pretty well, she even did. though what she was saying didn't make a ton of sense. But seeing but, the look um, on her face, oh my god, she just was like rambling, just trying to get her story, keeping her story together. She's like, yeah, she, she looks right at the camera and bleeding. She looks right at the camera, like, would you take this mic off me, please? <laughs> she was uh, like, Heather just kept on cock blocking her from just escaping, and like, <laughs> she's like. It was just so, oh my God. It was just, it was absolutely amazing. I can't even imagine what next week is going to be like. Wow, what a fun episode. We finally got it. And I love how they did it right after the Erica Jane stuff ends. You know, like this episode hit, it's like, are you missing women possibly going to prison? Well, we'll just wait. We're continuing this week on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. That's probably why they tacked it on to the um, that crazy, the, the crazy fight at the um at the culinary institute because i think that i think that they probably could have fashioned a whole episode of like whatever stuff before the arrest but they're like ooh, beverly hills is wrapping up this and we've got potomac their reunion starting up this is the perfect segue like this is the timing so wow wow (laughs) fun episode my god well everyone who's even still here listening at hour 150 Thank you for being here. What a fun time. Amazing. Amazing times. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Yeah, play me out while I get some last announcements. Don't forget, take a seat. Monday nights, 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific. And uh, also go to watchcrabbits.com to get tickets to see us live. We are going back out on the road. We want to see all your faces. Okay? We love you guys. Don't tell us you have eternal bleeding. Come on. We'll see you next time. Ha, ha, ha. Bye, bye. <laughs> Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Alison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels, Dana C. Dana Do. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. We McLovin, Karen McClellan. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nicky Morgan letters. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches, Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Better than Tabbouleh, it's Annie and Julie. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. She's cheese on a bagel, it's Megan Ragel. Erica, 500 days of summers. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. No one makes us feel well like Megan 
Cap Sewell. Mina Coochie Coochie Coochie. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. Kristen, the Ruby Rubano. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys. <laughs>